From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. So, uh, welcome to the Site Strategics Digital Marketing News Desk. This is the bonus news podcast and video for Edge of the Web Radio, episode 338. I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, uh, the CEO of Site Strategics. And joining me this week is Tim Jensen, campaign manager over at Clicks Marketing. Tim, how are you doing, sir? I am doing well. Also, just getting over a cold and also blame the kids like you guys, but yeah, otherwise doing well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, aren't you glad you're not in this booth as I'm the, the roaming <laughs> contagion over here, but the you, yeah. booth. <laughs> <laughs> they've locked the doors. I, I was going to say, we haven't told you, we actually, yeah, we locked it down. So we left some food in the corner. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Aaron. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's <laughs> probably the safest call. Um, well, Tim, uh, we certainly want to uh, welcome you to the show and uh, we've got lots of, lots of talk about whenever uh, we get into GTM and uh, different things to track uh, inside of Google Analytics. And we always like to have uh, have have the how-to shows and some, some practical application here. But news never stops, and we certainly have a couple articles that we want to jump into. So, Tim, are you ready to take a swing at these? Sure thing. All right. So our first article on the deck is from Search Engine Land uh, over at uh, by Ginny Marvin, and uh, we picked a few uh, few articles just because Tim is so far in the in the uh, business PPC space. Uh, I want to tee up a couple things for him. Microsoft advertising's promote IQ integration for retailers and brands is now in beta. So this is an on-site search product. Microsoft being for commerce is also becoming available for realtor, uh, retailers, not realtors. Why would, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you don't know what promote IQ is, Tim, tell us what that is. Um, <laughs> sure. Sorry. Hey, didn't fully prep for no, it. No, it's all right. Sorry. Sorry. Let me hang out so, there. Yeah. So, first of all, full disclosure, I'm a more of a lead gen guy. Um, I've barely touched um, e commerce. Um, <laughs> no worries. So, yeah. So, all right. So, so, let's let's pull this back around here. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. The the, no the deal of, of promote IQ is Microsoft has rolled out a an engine of sorts that you can actually roll out onto your own e commerce website for sites that are looking to build out, spin up an advertising engine. So instead of actually trying to set up your own, and you know, there's so many complexities in that. Microsoft now has this promote IQ product, which is a commerce marketing platform. Uh, it enables reta retailers that, to build out and control their own digital vendor marketing programs for brands selling on their sites. And I guarantee it's going to uh, tie into programmatics as well from a, from a larger brokerage uh, uh, environment here. So retailers can actually configure a broad range of native ad placements. So it's also probably inserting directly into the DOM and the and the build out of the page in the in appropriate places where that ad's going to get the best uh, exposure uh, through this promote IQ dashboard. The, the platform also allows retailers to customize programs targeting inventory of, of individual brand partners, as well as it provides a white label dashboard where not only yourself as the as the management, but you, you can also provide a, a dashboard for your advertisers to be able to log in and see how their ads are running on your e-commerce uh, advertising site. All right, so that's the entire skinny of this thing. What do you think about the deployment of this type of engine over e-commerce platforms um, 
I mean, it's high time that we have something a bit more stable than spinning up our own advertise, advertising engines ourselves, right? Sure, sure. And I think one of the another big factor to look at is the the fact that it is on Microsoft. I think that's an underutilized platform mm -hmm. and something I always preach to clients. So it certainly speaks to the value. If you're not using Microsoft ads, at least try it out because I've Definitely see them continuing to build out new yeah. features like this. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and uh, Ginny actually, they uh, over search engine land. They also roll out a, a, a nice uh, a piece of, of each and every one of their pages of content regarding you know why why do we care? Well, the fact of the matter is is that a lot of uh, websites like Walmart, for example. They're doing. They're building their their platforms now in house. So there's for the large organizations um, that have that type of manpower. They're building in their own e-commerce platforms. I should say not e-commerce, but their ad engine platforms, that display network platforms. So Microsoft rolling this out actually does give that smaller or maybe a larger set of of uh, e-commerce sites that don't have the funds or the manpower to capitalize on something that is state-of-the-art and enterprise-level type of ad delivery. That's a niche place that Google hasn't played yet, and I, I, we strongly recommend jumping into Microsoft Ads in, in their own in their own right, but this could very well be a good play by Microsoft uh, in a space that was needing a stable a stable brand. <clears throat> I'm going to take a take a lozenge now. <laughs> um, another uh, another article over by uh, over at Marketing Land by Kirk Williams, who's a friend of the show. Four things shopping ad managers need to prepare for in 2020. So uh, along the same vein uh, in our in our paid marketing space, um, I'm going to ask uh, Tim to jump in on a couple of these points here. One out of the gate here that uh, I need a little bit more information on is is Smart Shopping Campaigns, SSC. Uh, it's the automation uh, inside of Google. Now, there's been, there's been a good deal of adoption of, of automation, but at the same time, there are a lot of um, reticent players that don't really trust um, Google to be able to automate their, their, their marketing dollars. So, Tim, what do you think about that particular concept? Sure. Again, adding the caveat, caveat that um, I barely touched e-commerce, but certainly do have an opinion of the smart features in general. And I no know Kirk, I've, I've heard Kirk speak about his take on this issue. Um, so uh, I know smart shopping in particular is definitely pushing the mindset that Google can basically control your campaign from start to finish, mm -hmm. give you very little optimization data and just hand it to you and say, okay, trust us with a very little control to make tweaks. Um, right. So I will say over the past couple of years, I've been slowly working in some aspects of automation, slowly trusting more as I carefully test it, mm -hmm. but still the concept of handing full reins to Google. I mean, based on what I see them doing as far as what they're prioritizing bid wise or even queries that they're matching automatically, mm -hmm. it's still not trustworthy particularly for niche products. So again, it's something they're definitely pushing that direction. So Absolutely. if you're completely just, oh, I'm going to manage everything myself and not test any of these features, you're going to be kind of left in the dark as they take away more control. But at the same time, it's not time to just hand over full reins to Google. No, absolutely not. And especially with the mature, I mean, these, these engines aren't mature yet. I mean, we're 
just starting to to have these uh, these tool sets provided to us. Now they want us to dive in, but um, at least have a, a subset of your advertising uh, util, utilize that. Don't go hog wild and hole in, right? Because the, the, uh, sure, the yeah. navigation is just not there. Um, I'm just I'm just concerned about garbage in, garbage out uh, method. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes. If if my campaign is not fully matured, or if I haven't distinguished key factors for the machine learning to be able to pick up on of what constitutes a conversion, for example, or what constitutes a number of different factors to measure by, then it's just going to steer by what's default out of the box, and that's that's not, va not valuable for most sites that do have a a finger bit a fingerprint of of uh, conver conversions outside of just the lead gen, right? Yes, it, yeah, and that, that is an issue that you hit on where essentially they're looking at, you know, every conversion is the same or everything, they got the same amount of revenue is the same, not factoring in quality factors that you might have outside data about or lifetime customer value, that sort of thing. That, yeah. Uh, it's it's high time for us to catch up to ourselves and figure out how best to paint the picture and and then, only then <laughs> dial dial in some automation. Uh, I'm a bit gun shy of it, as you can tell. Um, a couple other key points in this article: international shopping certainly getting global. But uh, uh, one key one key thing we've talked about on the show, uh, and I think even uh, Kirk brought it up last time he was on, is it's the feed free pot, uh, product data. And I realize that you're not in e-commerce, Tim, but um, actually being able to tee up inside of our site structured data that's actually going to be scooped up by e-commerce uh, advertising. Um, we're now in the space where uh, the, Google is paying attention to every page of product that we have and getting insights into those products from what we can control on our site. So if you're not doing any type of product schema markup, Oh my lord! You need to be doing that because that's that's the rich tapestry that Google's actually going to pull from to to match that that customer's intent to a much greater degree than uh, headlines or, or or your your XML feed. Any thoughts on that matter? Uh, yeah, great. I mean, from the bit that I have played with, liking shocking shopping feeds and the details you have to put in there, it certainly does seem like a time saver. But on the other hand, you have to make sure your site is actually set up for us. It'll have some extra work for people hey, to take into account too. You better believe it. Yeah. Better believe it. And the, the, his final point was actually getting automated in Bing as well with the smart shopping ads. So that, these are all quite cutting edge points. Uh, it comes down to e-commerce and in the shopping space. Um, third article is uh, over there. Hey, guess what? The third article is from Tim Jensen himself. So, now hopefully I, I can speak to this one. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a problem if you can't. All right. Yeah. So from Search, Gen Search Engine Journal. And I wanted to tee this up because this is uh, the, the, kind of the framework of the entire conversation today. Sure. Um, how to track offline, offline conversions in Microsoft advertising. Now, previously, Tim actually wrote about how to track offline conversions in Google Ads. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth today. Uh, but importing data from outside sources, such as phone calls and CRMs, all these things are, are must-haves whenever you're getting a full picture of behavior on your website. So, Tim, give us some thoughts on, on the integration of, of offline when it comes to Microsoft ads. Uh, sure. I mean, I think it's one thing that advertisers don't often think of mm -hmm. when they're setting up accounts. They're thinking of, what can I track on my website? like someone filling out a form and there's often a lot of outside data that you're missing um, like phone calls for example it might be obvious if you're 
running like a local service industry business, like a heating company where mm-hmm. half of your days come from calls, but it could even be you're selling B2B software or the real estate or whatever, where phone calls may still be a factor yep. um, and you need to be back in the zone. So that is something where either you can link a third party source or you can upload that data after the fact. I'm just saying phone calls because I have a company or have a client who does tech support um, and they use a phone tracking platform that doesn't actually integrate with Microsoft advertising. Oh, But we were able to upload the data using the offline conversion import by exporting it, formatting in a spreadsheet, uploading it. And there are some third-party providers that can help with it. Um, So just definitely helpful to think of any other data points you can get in there, even some less obvious conversion points. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's fairly easy if you have a CRM or other platform you can export it from. And um, there are some uh, other services out there that can help you integrate too. No, absolutely. The, uh, the, the, the question of, and we'll get into this uh, more on the other side into the, into the full podcast, but um, just the question of, of innate value of offline conversions as opposed to lead gen conversions, online conversions. That's something that there's a bit of a, a uh, has a mystique to it, but it's also a bit of a myth that that there's there's such a lesser value to these to these offline conversions. That could could couldn't be further from the case, right? Sure. And I think another point too is offline doesn't technically mean that it didn't happen on the internet. Yep. It just means it wasn't it's not something you can track by default on the platform. Right. So one big use for this can be data that you have from your CRM. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have someone who submits a lead or initial point of contact, but then you mark that this person actually bought your service two months later. And if you still have that Microsoft Click ID, you can upload that as another conversion point. So you can track not only the keywords that led to people submitting a form, but then the keywords that led to people who actually became customers. And that's incredibly powerful as well. All right. So uh, we certainly recommend everybody uh, tracking out these articles and the authors and giving, giving them some comments. We certainly appreciate uh, that news article as well because it teed up very nicely to what we're about to talk, <laughs> talk about. Talk about.